Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Quiet Divorce. I'm Jackie, and thank you so much for tuning in this week. We are continuing with 2016 Part 2 and going into 2017. So in last week's episode, I left off with the document that I received that asked me to find a new residence as the one I was currently living in didn't belong to me. Much like when I received the deed for the first time by my attorney, I immediately went home to get answers. Of course, not before I broke down in tears at work and had to finally tell my boss what was going on. Ugh, the dreaded conversation that I have been avoiding since this all started. You know, my boss always looked at us like we were the perfect couple. And like I basically got to marry the man of my dreams. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. He would even occasionally have happy hour with us. He started to become friends with my ex. And I mean, we had been working together for almost eight years, so we definitely had a good working relationship. So I sat him down before I left that day and basically told him that my ex and I were separating. He was so, so surprised and completely shook. And the only thing he said was, I never thought this would ever happen to you guys. Again, you and me both. But he gave me his support and I assured him that it would be okay and that this wouldn't affect my work. When I got home that night, my ex was his usual quiet, defensive self. I cut to the chase and simply put the documents in front of him and asked, what is this? And why, why are you doing this? He simply replied with, one of us has to leave and it isn't gonna be me. Wow, wow. All I kept thinking when he said that is, I cannot. I cannot believe I chose you. I didn't know how to communicate with someone that was so closed off, refused to open up and just talk to me, communicate. I don't get it. Why didn't he want to work on anything? It's like he would rather just throw it all away. I was so confused and not sure what to do at this point. Now, I know the house doesn't belong to me on paper but it felt like my house at the same time. We remodeled it together, basically lived there since we've been married, raised both of our boys there. I mean, to me, that was my house, despite what that deed said. But then again, I had to reality check myself and realize and remember, he lied, and now I have to come up with plan B. Days would pass and his demeanor never changed. And I dreaded coming home every night. But I had my boys to think about, so I continued my usual activities of going to work, dropping them off, picking them up, and heading home every night. We went for weeks like this, living like strangers and sleeping in separate rooms. I actually slept on the couch most nights. And now that I look back, Sleeping on the couch was already kind of a thing for me. About a year ago, I would just end up sleeping on the couch after a long night of baking instead of waking him up. And after so many nights sleeping alone in my living room, I got used to it. It felt comfortable, cozy, and safe. 
It's funny how even now, present day, I feel more comfortable sleeping on the couch than in my own room. So I guess our issue started way before my cousin-in-law's death. They say death can change a couple, change a person, and it's just another test of one's relationship. It can either bring you closer together or it can simply tear you apart. I didn't want to think that, that that's what was happening to us, but much like every other part of our relationship, it always was on a different level, on a fast track. So now, the end of us was happening just as fast as the beginning of us. And as much as I wanted things to get better, they were only getting worse. And that part all started with a text message from my ex-husband to his entire family. And the message reads, Jackie and I are going through some issues. Do not answer her calls, emails, or texts. Ignore her completely. And that is the text message that changed everything for me. You see, when the message was sent, my ex's cousin received it too. He later calls me and actually sends me the text message so I could see it for myself. He wanted to make sure everything was okay. And was this a joke? Or was this real? Oh, it was real, I said. He was so unbelievably shocked and disappointed that his cousin could do something like this, could treat his wife this way. Why? Why would you do something like that? He said. He then told me that he was not going to follow those orders, and if I needed help with anything, to just let him know. That's another thing about Asian culture. You are to do whatever the family asks of you, no matter if it's right or wrong. You must obey or suffer the consequences. Stand by your family is what they would forever preach. Now, I wasn't raised that way. I was always raised and lived by what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. Even though I know, I know, there's always, things are not always black and white, and there are many, many shades of gray. But this, this was simply wrong, in my opinion. My ex decided to cut me off from every end, and within 24 hours, literally 24 hours, I no longer existed to any of them. All it took was 24 hours time and a text message, and suddenly 10 years of pretending to be a family was gone. I couldn't believe what he was capable of. His parents, his sisters, and all the other family members, what they were capable of, what they were willing to do, and how little I meant to any of them. But there was a silver lining. Out of everyone in the entire family, I had one person out of all of them that was willing to stand up for me, to stand up for what was right. And it didn't matter to any one of them in the family that my ex, their son, or their brother lied to me for years kicked me out of my own house and did it all with no apologies. Not a single one of them cared about his crimes, except that one person, his cousin. 
the very cousin that just lost his wife. And being a person that just lost someone so close and would do anything to get them back, he couldn't bear to see or participate with his family's horrible attempts to get rid of me. Everything about it was just so wrong. It made him sick to his stomach and he wanted no part of it. So the following week I started looking for a place to rent. Everything I saw in the papers was so, so expensive and I wasn't sure I could afford it alone. That is one of the biggest factors when it comes to divorce, right? And the biggest question we ask ourselves, will I be able to make it on my own? And that's when the fear, the doubt, and all the other insecurities start popping up to make you second guess your every move. But I looked anyways, because I wanted to see what was out there. Maybe part of me thought we would talk at some point and I wouldn't move out, but I had to have a plan B just to be safe. But you know what? It didn't matter because that day never came. And so it begins. The process of how do I do this? Can I do this? Will I be able to survive? And how am I going to make this all work? He clearly didn't want to work on our relationship or save our marriage. So divorce was the only answer. I started to think logically. And I asked myself, and my family, what should I do? What did you think? My family was so supportive of me and said to do what feels right and what makes me happy because at the end of the day, it is up to me. They supported my decision no matter what it would be. But they also didn't think I should continue to stay with someone that would lie to me the way he did and continually dismiss our marriage the way he did. Life's too short to be this unhappy and you deserve better, my mom said. So that's it ladies, once you believe you deserve better, and once you see the difference, everything changes. I started to think of my boys and how life would be for them. So many women and mothers think that if they stayed, I'm doing it for my kids. But I didn't believe at the end of the day a couple should be together unless they wanted to be. That's the only way a relationship will work that can work is if both sides want it and if they both work for it. Now, I was pretty convinced that he didn't want it anymore. And since he didn't want it, it wouldn't work. So I didn't think of my kids that way. I didn't use them as a reason to stay. I wanted to make sure that if I did or if I didn't, I was doing it for the right reasons and not the wrong ones. I wasn't willing to be far away from my boy, so I had to find a place close by and affordable. I was fortunate enough not to only have the support of my family, but of his cousin as well. He helped me find a house to rent and even took me to visit and check out a few other places just so I had enough options. I finally found the perfect house that was only six blocks down my ex-husband's street. And I knew this was the perfect place to start over. Application approved. And so it was done. I got the house and I was set to move in early May. It was just a few more weeks left until we were officially separated and living in separate places. 
The idea that all of this was happening to our relationship, to a marriage I thought would last forever. It did make me wonder from time to time, could this be a mistake? You will have doubts, of course you will. Throughout the entire process, you will have doubts, but on the other side of that debate, all his lies and betrayal, not to mention how I was treated by his family and how in the most difficult time during the death of our dear friend, he just wasn't there for me. Then the question next is, what did I really need him for? I wasn't getting any love. I wasn't getting any emotional support. I worked and paid my fair share of everything, so I didn't need him financially. Yet he still continued to lie and steal from me. Did I really need or want this person in my life? The answer was clear. No, I didn't. His family treated me like I was nothing and I was banished within 24 hours. So I decided to move forward and start another chapter with the right people by my side. Don't be afraid to change your story, ladies. If the first story no longer serves you, you owe it to yourself to at least to try to write a better one. On that note, we will continue next Friday with the next move. So until next week, Bye for now.